The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. The body and the mind. Right? And uh, it's quite simple, the instructions in some ways. It's like sit and breathe. But that's not even instruction. Like basically your body is breathing anyway. You know, <laughs> It's like sit and pay attention. And the body's breathing and you see that. Uh, but then pretty soon, like, all this other stuff starts to transpire, right? Start to notice thinking about this and that, or different feelings arise, emotions, thoughts. Other parts of the body that are not the breath seem to call your attention. Your foot starts to fall asleep, this and that, right? Then different sounds start happening. You start to wonder what that sound is, thinking about it, you know. So all of this is... Uh, helpful to notice because you're already noticing something that's true about uh, nature, you know, about our, our life, about experience. So among the things we can notice is that everything is changing and everything is not under our control. So, you know, it seems like quite a simple exercise, like sit there and be with the breath and then it's like, oh, all this other stuff is happening. Like, what, what's with that? So in this is the seeds of our freedom, of our awakening, you know. And uh, the teachings of the Buddha, the Dharma, is, is really centered around this main purpose of helping us to notice the ways in which we suffer and then what is the way to free ourselves or disentangle ourselves from this suffering, from these patterns of strain, stress, uh, distress. You know, like what's going on with that? So the, in, in that, uh, there's some part of it that's about being present, developing mindfulness, awareness. There's some part about uh, understanding the way things work. And uh, the Dharma term for this is like developing a wise view, sort of right view around what's actually true. So including like what do we have control over and what do we not have control over. Yeah. And noticing the way in which we might be habitually railing against stuff that's not actually under our control. Uh, and uh, getting a clearer and clearer sense about the futility of that. So a lot of practice is actually noticing the futility of some of our strategies for happiness, peace, well-being. Right? So it takes a lot, of, a lot of patience and kindness as we go through this uh, practice. And um, sometimes people start to notice things that feel like, oh, I'm... I'm actually noticing more pain, or I'm not as concentrated as I thought I was. Or, um, so the, this practice is called insight meditation, and the joke is that like you get a lot of insight, but particularly in the beginning, a lot of it is bad news insight. You know, <laughs> so it doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong if you start to notice this stuff, like patterns that seem futile, or you know, stuff that you were pushing away, and so on. Right. Um, so we have. Uh, different ways in which we'll practice. So we'll practice in, uh, today I think we'll, we'll try and hit all the forms of sitting, standing, walking, lying down. Uh, so sitting, check, did that. Um, so next one we'll do is walking practice. And um, walking practice sometimes gets um, relegated to a secondary position in Dharma practice. And I feel very strongly that uh, it's a very important and helpful thing for us to develop, being present in motion. For many reasons. You can have all of the insights that you need to be fully awakened through walking practice. So 
doesn't have to be considered a secondary thing. Also, because we walk so much in our life, uh, it's a very helpful uh, practice to develop to make your whole life one of being more present. So it's a portable practice, and because it's something we do in regular life, the more that we train in this, train in this ability to be present uh, and to be in the body when we're in motion, uh, this can really help to integrate the practice into your life, which I know many people kind of look for ways to do. So, you know, you walk to the car, you walk to the subway, you walk to the grocery store, you walk in your office, you walk in your house, right? And most of the time when we're walking, we're not actually present in the body. You know, we're lost in thought of some, something or other, right? So this very simple practice that we'll do is one of training in presence in the body. Yeah. And I think particularly for us as um, LGBTQI people also, there's a way in which... Um, for many of us, it's been very hard to be embodied. You know, it's been very hard to be present. There are aspects of our experience in the body that are uncomfortable or that we have not made peace with or that we've been told are uh, not okay. So I feel like this is part of a, a sort of broader kind of political, political positive liberation practice for all of us. And it's really important that all of us do this, is to uh, become embodied you know, to sort of claim our, our, our being, our life on this planet, you know. So I'll give you a, a little example of this. So um, I used to have a job uh, on, in downtown San Francisco. So I worked in consulting. I have an MBA. I had a, like, regular job. So I went to an office. So I would take the BART downtown and then come out Powell Street or Montgomery and then walk to my office. And I did this, I worked in the same office for like eight years. It moved a couple places, but basically walked around downtown a lot. And uh, also concurrently, I was on the board of an organization called Tricon, LGBTQ South Asian queer group. And so we would march in pride, and um, we'd have uh, different floats and things. And we spent, I spent many hours in meetings debating what the float should be and, you know, <laughs> all this you know, kind of thing. So anyway, we'd have these floats, and then... Uh, I remember when I first uh, I moved to San Francisco and I joined this board and then there was this um, thing, like we wanted people to be on the float uh, itself and uh, a lot, there, actually a lot of the guys and the um, trans women were ready to get on the float and a lot of the women were like, mm, I don't want to get on the float, right? Then they're like, everyone's got to be on the float, right? Especially all the board members have to be on the float. And at first I was like, I don't want to be on the float, I don't like this, I'm, you know. But they kind of forced the board members, at least, to step up and be on the float. And it was a very interesting experience because I had such resistance at first to doing this. And then as we were, you know, like rolling down Market Street, the street I have walked on so many times, uh, suddenly it's like everyone's cheering, you know, and uh, like cheering for us as LGBTQ people. And uh, suddenly I started to get into it. And it's like, oh, hey, you know. <laughs> oh, um, and but I noticed this very you know I noticed because a practitioner I think you know I noticed just like how different it felt in the body to be fully present, you know in this in this moment and it made me realize like how much I was not present uh, habitually in daily life on that walk down that exact same street every day, you know. Uh, and then later we switched up so then I was actually walking on Market Street and it was kind of the same thing I was walking in a different way you know there's a way of of claiming the space of of being present. Uh, of walking with a different kind of dignity and, um, yeah, just, just like a, a, 
being there in a way that I usually didn't, but that I never noticed that I wasn't, you know. So I think that's true, you know, probably for everyone, but I think for many of us who have had experiences of oppression or, um, you know, the sense that, like, it's hard to be who you are, there's a way in which we disappear, habitually disappear, you know, in our lives. So this practice is a way of, of practicing not disappearing, <laughs> Practicing being present in some way. So it's, it's a very simple practice, but also very powerful. So now I will demonstrate. <laughs> and it's not going to look like much, but um, uh, it is a very uh, powerful practice. So the first part of this is that you find a walking path, and it could be like you'll stay indoors, and indoors you can walk back and forth here, or outdoors you'll pick some path that you will walk on. And first thing is you kind of eyeball the beginning of your path and the end of your path. So you stand here and then you just feel yourself standing. So feel your feet on the ground, feel your body, bring your attention there. Now it might feel less um, concentrated in some ways than when you're sitting because your eyes are open and there's stuff happening around. But um, that's okay, so don't worry about that. Uh, You could consider it just sort of like we're shifting the the main focus of attention to the sense of uh, physical being. But the other stuff you can also notice, so it's okay if that's going on. Right. So then you basically just start walking back and forth, and as you're walking, you try to be present with what the experience is of the body in motion. And you could do that focusing primarily on the legs and the feet, um, or even just of the feet, or feeling the whole body moving through space. You can use a similar kind of noting practice, like what I described in the sitting, um, that can sometimes help to frame what it is that you're aware of. So uh, it could be if you're moving faster, just stepping, 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 or if you're moving slower, it could be like lifting, moving, placing. Right. So collect the attention, feel the feet on the ground, feeling the experience of the body, and then just starting to walk. So stepping, stepping, stepping. And I'm just noticing what it's feeling like as the legs are moving, as the feet are moving, then stopping, standing, and then turning around again, and then going back. And if I'm doing it slower, then I might do like lifting, moving, placing, and just noticing how it's feeling in each of these parts of the step. Lifting, moving, placing, lifting, moving, placing. And as I'm doing this, the attention is primarily on what it feels like to move the feet, the contact, the temperature, all of that stuff. And maybe just a very small amount of attention is on the words. And then standing, and then turning around. And then you start again. Now, likely, as you're doing this, stepping, 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 squirrel. Oh, I wonder where that squirrel lives, right? So that happens. So whenever you notice that, just like, oh, right, okay, come back. So nothing wrong with that, don't worry about it, but when you notice that the attention has gone, just come right back. Or sometimes you'll be walking and then suddenly you notice like, oh, I've been thinking about it, I wonder where I should eat lunch, I wonder if there's places around here. Okay, thinking, come back. Um, So it's just a a practice of being patient, of developing our attention in that way, collecting, you know, and in both the sitting practice, walking practice, all of these awareness practices, um, each moment that we notice that we're... uh, gone and that we sort of wake up is great. So if that happens a thousand times for you, great. That's a thousand moments of waking up. So don't worry about it. You, know, you don't have to do it like perfectly or something like that. In fact, that is doing it perfectly. As just whenever you notice waking up, start again. Right? 
Um, so to this end, I will ask you to do a little demo here. So if you don't mind standing up. So first you can just notice what it feels like standing here. So here we are. Feel your feet on the ground, pressure, connection. Just relaxing. And it can help to keep your gaze a little bit downwards, maybe. So we're going to take one step forward, small step forward, in a a slow way. So first we're going to shift the weight to one side. It's the first part of taking a step. Notice how that feels like. Notice how there's more pressure on one foot than the other. Then we'll move that one forward, place it on the ground, and then step towards it. The other one naturally comes up, and then move it up, and we'll meet it so we're standing again. So just noticing what that's like for a moment. You can notice how the body is. And then we'll just do one step forward. So again, shifting the weight to one side, then lifting, moving, placing, shifting the weight, and then lifting, moving, placing. Okay. So that's the walking meditation. So the thing about the walking back and forth um, is that uh, you're not going anywhere. (laughs) So in some ways that helps with the training of the attention. So sometimes people think like, oh, I'll go for a walk. That's kind of the same thing, right? Um, So uh, going for a walk is a perfectly good thing to do, but for the sake of sort of the training of the attention, the walking back and forth is good because there are these points at the end that make you notice and turn around and come back. Also, one thing that you could notice as you're doing the walking practice is sometimes there's a sense of rushing, you know, like a leaning forward or something like that, even though you're not going anywhere, you know. <laughs> so that's really interesting to notice, and that's also part of like a, a habit of mind, you know, a habit of the way that we relate to life. So it also can be a really good practice for noticing like, oh, you know, drop back, right? Just rest here. And interestingly, you could notice that sense of rushing could be there even if you're walking extremely slowly. So it's not even related to the speed that you're walking. So, um, and in the afternoon, we'll do a walking practice um, together that's like different speeds and stuff like that. But for the first one, um, I'll invite you to do just the walking back and forth uh, extremely simply, and we'll do that for uh, half an hour, we'll say. Um, Staying inside tends to orient more towards uh, collectedness, and um, so if you want to do that, that's great. But if you also feel like you want to go outside, that's cool. Um, and so basically we can walk on the sidewalk, but don't block people's driveways. Or, uh, short part. Okay, yeah. And um, then you can either, you know, use your watch to notice that, or we'll ring bells. We'll ring a bell in here and maybe just outside the doors, something like that. Okay. Okay, so, um, so 11.30 we'll come, we'll be back here to do the next sitting. So, okay, thank you.